every day, Mass is celebrated at St. Dominic's Chapel at the Chancery offices of the Archdiocese of Atlanta. The following is a recording of today's readings and homily from a previous year. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord God, cry out full-throated and unsparingly, lift up your voice like a trumpet blast, tell my people their wickedness and the house of Jacob their sins. They seek me day after day and desire to know my ways, like a nation that has done what is just and not abandoned the law of their God. They ask me to declare what is due them, pleased to gain access to God. Why do we fast and you do not see it, afflict ourselves and you take no note of it? Lo, on your fast day, you carry out your own pursuits and drive all your laborers. Yes, your fast ends in quarreling and fighting striking with wicked claw. Would that today you might fast so as to make your voice heard on high. Is this the manner of fasting I wish, of keeping a day of penance, that a man bow his head like a reed and lie in sackcloth and ashes? Do you call this a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? This, rather, is the fasting that I wish, releasing those bound unjustly, untying the thongs of the yoke, setting free the oppressed, breaking every yoke, sharing your bread with the hungry, sheltering the oppressed and the homeless, clothing the naked when you see them, and not turning your back on your own. Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, and your wound shall quickly be healed. Your vindication shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry for help, and he will say, Here I am. The word of the Lord. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. Have mercy on me, O God, in your goodness, in the greatness of your compassion. Wipe out my offense. Thoroughly wash me from my guilt, and of my sin cleanse me. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. For I acknowledge my offense, and my sin is before me always. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. For you are not pleased with sacrifices. Should I offer burnt offering, you would not accept it. My sacrifice, O God, is a contrite spirit. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. A heart contrite and humbled, O God, you will not spurn. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Seek good and not evil so that you may live, and the Lord will be with you. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. 
A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The disciples of John approached Jesus and said, Why do we and the Pharisees fast much, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered them, Can the wedding guests mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. There is a... um, Kind of sometimes when we hear some of the language or the images that the Lord uses as he is uh, teaching or speaking with people in the gospel, every once in a while we might be tempted to like attribute the phrase or the language or the words to like something that we don't understand. Like, oh, that's got to be something in the context of like the first century, like Jewish person might get it more than I will. Um, And so we don't really dive into it or we kind of dismiss it as something that like uh, is beyond our, our kind of grasp anyway. And uh, when, he's, when Jesus is speaking in, in these terms of uh, like the wedding feast and the bridegroom, like we know that the, the culturally the, the Jewish wedding was, was very, it, it, was a, it was an event, a, a huge event. So we might be overwhelmed by that and kind of miss um, just how simple it actually is. Um, I know that was the case for me. I used to kind of have this concept. I was talking about a Jewish wedding. Therefore, like it's big. There's all this preparation that goes into it. It lasts for a long time. There's all this food. There's the wine, all these things, you know. And I thought it's something that like I didn't really understand and never experienced myself. And in reality, what Jesus is saying is like, why would you go to a wedding and not eat? Why would you go to a wedding and, and, and go fasting? You know, um, and, and he's putting this idea in front of the Pharisees. Uh, and he's, he's putting himself forward as the bridegroom, right? Um, and so at a certain point, he's saying, like, why do you not see that what's happening? Why do you not see who is in front of you? And, and why don't you behave accordingly? Why don't you respond according to that, right? And, it's, and, and then you, you, you take that and you place it in front of yourself now. It's like the Lord constantly saying to us, like, why do you not realize who I am and what I am doing? And why are you still behaving as if I am not the one who has come to your life in this way, right? It, what it is for us, the church puts this forward for us, as a, especially during this Lenten season, right? As, as kind of an awareness that like, we are constantly being called to conversion. And Jesus is constantly saying, like, why do you not realize that it is me in front of you? Why do you keep living in your old ways? Why do you keep behaving as if the bridegroom isn't here? Right. And that could go anywhere from like Christians. I remember when, when Pope Francis used the word like sourpuss and they had to figure out how to translate that into Latin. Um, but, but, but it was it was the sense like like everything. From the, why Christians like why are you so downtrodden? Why are you so overwhelmed? Like surely there's a lot in the world that can discourage us. But do you not see who is here? Do you not see that it is the Lord who is in charge? Right. So our response, our behavior, our attitude, our posture before that should be different in the world. And that's the witness that the Lord is wanting. And then you take that and you make it more personal. Again, like, why do I keep sinning? Why do I keep falling into the same things over and over again? Do I not realize who is here with me? Do I not realize that, that the Lord has brought grace into my life? That the bridegroom is here? Right? So it takes a constant kind of turning back to that. That conversion is a constant turn right? It's, it's continuously, it's more of a dance than anything, right? 
it's not like a one time I have changed, but it's like an ongoing uh, a relationship, a movement, uh, a, a turning, a con being converted constantly, right? Um, and so that's what the church puts in front of us in this very short passage where the Pharisees are confused about who is in front of them. He says, do you not see? Do you not realize who is in front of you? Therefore, come up to par. Therefore, behave as that. Uh, behave and, and, and put yourself in the proper place. The Lord has come. He has given you the grace that you need. He has saved you. And therefore, your, your life should be different. You sh should look a certain way. Right? And so, it's, again, the challenge is put before us, especially during this Lenten season where the temptation is, especially on a Friday, um, you know, we're sacrificing or whatever. But, like, no, what's our posture before the bridegroom? What's our posture before the Lord uh, on a big scale? We're looking at the church and then personally what the Lord is doing in our own life. The preceding podcast is a production of the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Atlanta. Copyright 2024.